Welcome to Pink Noir with Tallulah Bankhead. This is Chapter 4 of Book 1. Terror has such a voice. Does anyone else even care where the son of a bitch is? And why would Wicklin not tell me about the suitcase of stolen loot? Because he doesn't believe it himself? That is very possible, my dear. Don't you think Mrs. Pritchard's manner was almost ridiculously curt? She clearly hates you, Madam Dick. Yes, but more than that. A hitch in her tenor. I believe terror has such a voice. You're convinced she knows Marvin, so go back and smack her around until she confesses? That would delight me in so many ways, but no. I suppose we'll just have to follow Marvin until he does something stupid. Grab some dinner first? <laughs> if by dinner you mean whiskey sours, then absolutely. See, Constance? Put you in a snazzy men's zoot suit, sporting hat, shiny shoes, and a little fake mustache, and you make a dapper-looking gent. Look in the mirror. I suppose. Not bad. Not bad? You're going to turn me off women, at least for this afternoon. Shut up and give me a cigar, doll. <laughs> but this getup won't fool a single damn soul, especially not Marvin. He's seen us. Close up. And there you have it. We only have to fool him from a distance. Our silhouettes will look like a normal man and his doll couple. Let's not get too into character. Oh, just for funsies. Honest. Now let's wait in my car for Marvin to leave the hotel. Noel Coward's plays have delicious dialogue in them, to be sure. That I will allow. But seeing one of his productions is like scarfing down a chocolate eclair. Very sweet and delectable, but ultimately unfilling. No, if you want true vernacular, heady speechifying, and real honest-to-God tragedy, you need Eugene O'Neill. But to be honest, I'd rather act in a coward play. You cannot bring yourself to ever shut up, can you? I'm not angry, mind you. I'm just asking out of curiosity. <laughs> I hurt your feelings? If you want to hear someone truly loquacious, I must introduce you to Groucho Marx. He runs his mouth like he believes that his heart will stop if he stops talking. That's how he coins all those witticisms. You talk non-stop from dawn till dusk, and sure, you're bound to accidentally spit out a gem here and there. I always thought he was funny. I suppose. You can't fuck for beans, though. I should be the one behind the wheel. Ah, who's the gent here? You're wrong about one thing, Constance, my dear. I've been wrong about a whole host of things, Tula. You're wrong about Paris. There are many, many people like me in Paris. <laughs> Alabaster elitists. Lady skirt chasers. Sure, Paris is lousy with them. They'll be all over you like glaze on a ham. Ugh. Oh, there he is. Quick, quick! What's wrong with this car? Time the clutch, you nitwit. Don't call me names! Go, go, go! He's going east. Quickly now, gain on him. But not too much. Stop your jabbering! He's going downtown. Why? Why would he keep Pritchard there? 
Why isn't he going to the hills? Don't you think he's being weirdly calm? Tallulah! I know you are nervous, but you must stop beating your goddamn gums. Still and all, what is he up to? He's stopping. The business district. What gives? What's your call, coach? Pass him by. Go up a block. Take a ride. Park it right away. Now, we'll tail him on foot. Hold on! Are you enjoying yourself? No. He went around that corner. Stency, is your rump getting bigger? I will eat your tongue, bitch. I'm sorry. And feed the rest of you to Marvin. Will you hush? I said I'm sorry. Be still. I can see him up the block. He's just standing there. Why? Why do you keep asking me? I'm not, darling. I'm trying to work it out in my head. He's just standing there. Is he waiting for an accomplice? Just leading on a post, waiting for someone? Tallulah, behind us! Hello, sir. Whatever you're selling, I'm not buying. We should go. He'll tell Marvin we're spying. No. I don't think they know each other. See? He's not giving Marvin the time of day either. <gasps> oh, my God. What? Get back. Let me see. Ah! Marvin just rolled that man. Rolled him? Robbing the man. He's going through his pockets. Taking his time about it. Did he kill that man? No. He's out like a light, though. Shit! He's running this way. I thought you said he was out like a light. No, Marvin! Marvin is running this way. Shit, indeed. Does he know about us? Don't know. Let's get off the pavement. Ooh, quick, into that pub. Two whiskey sours. Is this some kind of a joke, ladies? Hey, you! There's been a robbery, Pops. A man just been beaten up on the street. Better call the cops. Okay, okay. No need to get your knickers in a twist. Did Marvin just rat on himself? We better follow him. Hey, is this some kind of a con game you people are running? Better do what the citizen told you. Call the police. What about the man he just robbed? Thanks to Marvin, the police will take care of him. Should we just wait for the cops ourselves? Do you want to talk to them? Just follow Marvin. What the hell are we doing? Oh, by Christ, I'm not sure. Marvin's got me out in the weeds. Creep up to the corner. There he is. My glimmers work as well as yours, woman. Listen to us. We sound like a couple of radio crime fighters. Like the shadow or the spider. What will my code name be? How about Skirt Chaser? <laughs> this neighborhood seems a little upscale for Marvin. Think maybe that Ernest fella kept a love nest here? Hmm, that's a good story. Marvin could be keeping Ernest in the place that Ernest himself kept secret. So what was the robbery about? Not a clue. He's parking again. Same plan, my dear. I 
can see the cigarette light in his car. Again, he's just sitting there. This guy's got more mysteries than a voodoo saint. Wait, look, the cops. Oh, oh, I've got it. Marvin, you crafty devil. What? One of these houses is the home of Mr. Victim. Marvin got the address from Mr. Victim's wallet. Now the cops show up, tell Mrs. Victim that her husband has been beaten like a dog by a random hoodlum. Being neighborly, the cops gave Mrs. Victim a lift to the hospital. Now Marvin gets the run of the place, free to burgle at his leisure. Deavy has bastard. We are not confronting that man in a dark house. You hear me, and you will heed me. You're right, Stancy. Marvin's liable to lash out in the worst way if he catches us in a dark corner. Still and all, we need a chance to confront Marvin in the right circumstances. Tell him we go to the police with what we know unless he reveals the whereabouts of Ernest Pritchard. You have to hand it to him. It is a clever, if evil, ploy. You're not getting ideas, are you? Not my taste in crime. <sighs> I suppose now we follow him. We get the whole story. We'll take it to Wickland. He stopped. This is a pawn shop unloading the stuff already? Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll buy another present for Grace. Hopefully a better one than that bracelet. He should buy her a set of good luggage and a bus ticket back to Indiana. I did the reverse. A man in Alabama bought me a $5 Sunday go-to-meeting hat, and I hocked it for transport out here. I should thank that man. If he hadn't bought you that hat, I never would have met you. So where the hell is Marvin already? Very true. It doesn't take that long to hawk loot. Do you hear that? Men's laughter. It's a group of them. All the more reason not to go in there. But that's where the answers are. What's that whining noise? Oh, it's you. Don't worry, Stency. We'll lift the skirt up on this mystery. The danger's over. You can sing that song till you are sore in the throat, but it won't make it true. Oh, stop. I say my name and we're safe. Who would hurt Tallulah Bankhead? We'll walk in like we own the place. Confidence is half the battle. I always thought confidence is half the bottle. Would that we had some. That must be why dicks carry flasks in their vests. Second thoughts? Good. No. I prepare my entrance. Please stop making that noise. Tune in next week for the further adventures of Tallulah Bankhead in Pink Noir. Terror has such a voice. <laughs>